0: So this is a funny thing. So I'm in that, like I said before, I'm in the, I'm in the, my studio, and I was, I was doing something, and and uh, and you just kind of popped your head in, and you are you are you a screenwriter? And I yeah, said, but
1: that's not, but I found you in a very strange. And way. I didn't realize this until
0: yeah. we spoke about three weeks ago, which yeah. is kind of kind of funny. I said, oh, I hadn't, I had absolutely no idea. So go ahead and tell that yeah. story. All
1: right. So the, the storyline <laughs> starts I'm really interested
0: in this one. I'm
1: sure because it's it it's it is fortuitous. Right. So the storyline goes that. Um, the story that you are all about to hear you know, the, is based on a true story of my grandparents. And I'll get into that in a little bit later. But yeah. um, my father got my grandmother's diary when she passed away. She okay. had a, she, my grandmother was a, an avid documenter of her life, mm-hmm. you, evidently. Journaling. Uh, journaling, exactly, mm-hmm. and had these little journals. Right, right. And my dad got them, of course, upon her death. And he never did. He, he forbid himself from reading them until she died. Wow. He's like, like, I want to keep all of her secrets because she was a woman with secrets that she thought no one knew. None of that was true. But he wanted to preserve that for her. And I happened to go see them in like 2007, 2008 when you and I first met. Mm -hmm. And I saw the diaries and he's like, I won't read them. So he gave them to me. So here's a little trick. I also still have not read them. You're kidding. I'm not kidding you. To this day, you to never this read day them. I, again because I think I wanted to preserve her right in her in her version of herself right? right. So, anyway, when I got the diaries and I'm looking at them and they're small and they're little in her handwriting, I did open them but I didn't read them, mm-hmm. if you will. It made me realize there is such a great story to tell, mm-hmm. and so I was formulating this thought in my head, and you need to know I was actually thinking I was going to write a book. People that write books are you know right. they're famous right. Yeah. So I put a note out to the universe, which is I'm looking for someone to help me ghostwrite mm-hmm. a book. And I get a hold of a woman who lives in uh, Princeton, actually, and I tell her the story that's in my head. And she says, ma'am, you are not writing a book. You are writing a screenplay. <laughs> and I said, OK. She goes, it's more like a movie. And I said, well, do you know anyone that can help me? And she said, yes, I know a gentleman out of New Hope, Pennsylvania. I'm like, mm-hmm. OK, great. So I call this gentleman in New Hope. And I tell him the story. He's like, this is a really great story. He goes, I charged $50,000 to be a ghostwriter for a screenplay. And I said, yeah, the story is not that important to me. <laughs> <laughs> I literally said, it's not that important to me. And he says, well, there's a gentleman that I know that teaches classes on how to write screenplays. And he's extraordinary. He's a great writer. And he's funny. And he's charming. And I go, well, I'll, I'll take all of those adjectives. Where do I find him? And so he gave me your name. And I look it up and I'm like, this can't be possible (laughs) that you are literally in the building that I am standing in right downstairs (laughs) and have been for, I have no idea how long you'd been there. And I walk down and our worlds collided in a moment. That's right. And then you and I spent one or two hours a week together for, I'd say, six weeks. Yeah. And magic happened.
0: Right, right, right. And that
1: was, and that's how we got started.
0: Yeah, that's that's. uh, I I didn't know that end of it. I never knew that end of it. That you had gone through all those other channels. And to this day, I don't know who the person in New Hope is. I wish I did because I don't remember his name either. Obviously, clearly, but he thought
1: very, uh, highly of you. Well, that's very
0: kind. (laughs) Yes. Uh, (laughs) But uh, yeah, that that was that was amazing. And when you know, you I'll get to, I'll get to your your pitch that you threw out at me, which is the essence of this idea. But before I get to, which just was like you know one of those things where you hear it and you go, okay, I'm in. Uh, but before I get to that, um, I just I just like want to ask you like like where do you think the desire to, to tell a story came from, oh. comes from? I'm always I'm always really interested. I think people are always interested in like where do these ideas come from you know and, and if you're just open to the creative spirit of things, I yep. think they just hit you when you're doing the most mundane things. That's how it is for me. I mean, I've probably come up with some of my best stuff, even if I'm working on a project, on my lawn tractor. Sure. Like for me, that's my space. You know, mm-hmm. on like a Friday afternoon in the summer, with a beer in the with a Budweiser in the holder, and I'm just going. Mm-hmm. And maybe I have you know, AirPods in or something. What What influenced you to think that you, that you would want to bring like a story to the world? You know, was it just your grandmother, or was it something more than that?
1: So, uh, yeah, not to give her too much credit for my entire life's existence, <laughs> right? But, um, again, we lived out in the country. And when I yeah. say the country, I mean so far from civilization that you really only went into town once a mm-hmm. week. And if you didn't get your grocery or the thing that you needed, you you were out. My grandmother, you're going to learn a lot about her, but uh, was an extraordinary woman. Right. Truly extraordinary. Yeah. She read voraciously. And—
0: which in and of itself is amazing oh. when we talk about...
1: It cl- clearly about her, right? <laughs> and she was a, a very strong Christian woman. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is she had all but memorized the Bible. And I'm not kidding. It's one of the most prized possessions of our family is right. her Bible because she would write notes in the, in the margins kind of thing. Right. But um, every night, every single night, mm-hmm. she would put my brother and I to bed and would tell us a story from scratch Sometimes it was biblical in nature. Right. Sometimes it was a spin-off of a parable of her own making.
0: Right. And she was just riffing She was just
1: riffing basically. extemporaneously wow. continuously, every night, hmm. telling a story. And as children, she would ask us, so what do you think would happen next? So think about that. If yeah. every single yeah. day, your parent, your reader, your nighttime routine was right. creating a story, I became a storyteller. I see the story in my head mm-hmm. like it's already a movie and and maybe that's just reliving right. in color, reliving in great detail because right. i do i I hear myself tell a story, and I see the images as vividly yeah. as if I was watching a movie and sharing it with you in hopes that you are seeing it too I, I have a very good but that's a
0: very that's a very um specific kind of. Uh, mental process, I think, it, you know, it must because be. people write, you know, like what Stephen King called telepathy, which is where I write this down, you know, here and 3000 miles away, you read it and you get the same image. Right. But when you write for like, when you think about things in, in the sense of movies, mm. you know, when you, when you think about writing a story that 50 other people are going to put their hands on, at least 50 other people, it could be 500 other people are gonna put their hands on, yeah. uh, in one way or another, you know, you, um, It's a different. It's just a whole different skill set because you see cuts, you see action, you see dialogue, you hear music, you hear all these different things. Like your brain works like like a movie. Yes, it does. And and I think that's how that's how mine has always been too. So yeah, I want to talk a second about uh, about this this story this specific story since we just we're talking about your grandmother and your dad and everything else. I remember you came in. And I asked you, like I ask anybody else, you know, what do you what what do you want to write, you know? And mm-hmm. and I just want to clarify, like I I don't ghostwrite. I don't really believe yeah. in ghostwriting, just because I kind of, where screenwriting is concerned, I don't know about other forms, but I have to say, I think it's a bit of a joke because I don't think anybody's going to really give you their best effort right. just because there's so much at stake, you know, for you know, for a, a low amount of for a low fee i don't think anybody's going to give you their best effort you know i always feel like you know unless you have skin in the game uh you're going to hold something back you know like you're going to you're going to there's there's a lot it's a strange business you know it's yep. a strange tough business it's tough to get ahead it's tough to get something red it's tough to get something uh, you know, across the desks of executives and, you know, with short attention spans and things. It's even it's even truer today than it ever has been before. You know? For sure. Uh, which is the purpose of what we're doing here. Exactly. Um, it, but you of, taught
1: me that, too. Yeah. You didn't You didn't just listen. You mm. made me actually help you. Right, right, right. <laughs> actually, actually write this together, yeah, which is yeah. really <laughs> awesome. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Such a learning curve for me.
0: Yeah, me too. For me, for everything is a yeah. learning curve. Every single script I do is, is a learning curve for me, 100%. Uh, especially things that are challenges like this. Was, um, but you came in and you said, "I remember you said I want to write a a movie about my grandparents and how they met." Yes, it was basically that simple. And somewhere behind the fixed smile was a very secret, secret of kind of eye roll. Where because you know that doesn't tell me much, right? So, uh, I'll, but a lot of people will do not to sound arrogant. I'm hoping I'm coming off that way, but like, you know, a lot of people will come in and say, you know, I want to write a story about this and this and this, and it's just a bunch of scenes strung together. It's not really a story. It doesn't have anything that, that kind of kicks me in the ass. You know what I mean? Right. Or says, it says like, Oh, okay, hold on a second. That's something, you know, <laughs> you're always looking for that little, I guess it's a hook. I, I, you know, it's just something extra that, that, you know, you can just pitch to somebody in one sentence, you know? Yeah. And I remember saying, uh, okay um, you know what what what's that about what do you, what do you mean how they met and your next sentence you said <laughs> you said uh in 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 the 1920s i think it was right. right in the 1920s my grandfather won my grandmother in a poker game that's right and i said okay <laughs> yeah. i said yeah, that that sounds very interesting i said okay that just that just made me sit up yeah, you know, and then uh, and then that's that's what drove the whole thing was that was that one moment yeah. where I thought to myself that is just so strange and so different and and yeah. I want to know more about that, you know, and I think that if you get an idea uh, and you you write it that's the whole key to writing is I want to know more like like tell me what's going to happen in that next scene like tell me what happens after this mm-hmm. and then. The story didn't end with that. The story just began with that yeah. because then I got the sort of the breadth of your grandmother's life and your grandfather's life, you know, and, and, and you know, and through them, your life a little bit too, you know. But uh, the the uh, the challenges were period peace. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you put this beautifully, I remember, and you said it perfectly. It's about two people falling in love who are never in the same room. Yeah. And I thought – yeah, that's how do we do this? This is really yeah. this is really kinda of cool. I'm in. <laughs> you know, awesome. I, said, yeah, exactly. I said, I'm in. This I'm is in. really kinda of cool. Yeah. And uh, you know, and I think we 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 wrote a great story. But your grandmother's uh, it didn't it didn't end with her getting married to your grandfather. It was a much more uh evolved, sort of complicated, yeah. amazing story of two people's lives yes. you know generationally spread out it was just amazing you yes. know over what five decades i guess it was right or more yes. even maybe right? more yes yeah. Yeah. more and yeah it was just uh it was just a terrific terrific story you know so i mean do you, do you remember do you remember that as well as i do
1: very much so yeah. and i love that you remembered the sentence that i used which was it was watching a love story unfold of two people that were very rarely in the same room yeah yeah so I'm gonna, uh, I'll tell you a little bit about that if, yeah. I, if, if you're ready. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it is rumored that my grandfather won my grandmother in a poker contest. Mm-hmm. And that is because she was biracial. Back right. in the day, she was uh, part Native American, mm-hmm. part white. Right. And that was still frowned upon, needless to say, in, in the 20s. Right. And um.
0: And do I have this right? I do have this. I know, and I'm sure I have this right, that she was the illegitimate yes. daughter of your great-grandfather correct is that right yes and and yeah and she lived in the house with but he, he raised her though after her mother passed right isn't that correct that's okay, right okay. yes yeah, I, I and just wanna...
1: uh, he became so the storyline as mm-hmm. you read in the script it's right. very it is as we know it to be right and um they fell in love my father my grandfather watched her at a distance for a very long time. He was a very eligible bachelor in this ridiculously small town. Right. And what's fascinating is that my grandfather might very well be one of the smartest men I've ever encountered with an eighth-grade education. Right. Sure. Very private, Mm -hmm. stoic, Mm -hmm. gentle, kind, and strong when necessary. But good. He was a good man. A good man. Mm. He was a good man. With a riverboat man's hands. Right. Rough. Strong, mm-hmm. calloused. And my grandmother was private and had many secrets, right. like I said before, that she thought no one knew. Everyone knew. Yeah. But we let her keep those secrets because they were magnanimous, right. if you will. So uh, the storyline basically goes that they meet and they they get married, obviously. But my grandmother... Oh, She had horrible, horrible insomnia. Clearly, I did not inherit that. (laughs) That goes without saying, right? That's the one thing I didn't get. And uh, horrible insomnia. So my grandfather woke up at 4 o'clock in the morning. So he was in bed about every night at 8 Mm o'clock. And that's when she'd wake up. Right. And she'd start cooking in the middle of the night because she wanted to make sure that he had food in the morning. Okay. But in the middle of the night, she would play the piano. All night long,
0: which she didn't really teach herself, correct? Oh like, no, she did teach herself. She taught herself. Taught like, herself to play yeah, the piano. Yeah. Taught herself, and
1: it was not just your ordinary playing. Right. It was, it was like going to a live concert.
0: What they call today next level.
1: Ne- oh, next <laughs> level playing. Yeah. My the, the running stories that my brother and I will tell each other. The house, of course, was had all hardwood floors, and we, we slept in the back room, if you right. will. And my brother and I would wake up sometimes in the middle of the night, and we would get on the ground, and we'd swim with our pajamas on, right? Swim down the hardwood floors, down until you could hear her play. Because if she caught you, yeah. if she caught you listening to her, oh, man, you'd get your ass beat. Because <laughs> she didn't like to play in front of anyone.
0: In front of anyone?
1: Anyone. Right. She never really wanted to play in front of anyone right. until many years later. Right. But very private, like yeah. I said, very, very private. But my brother and I would frequently swim, if you will, out to the, to the piano room. And then the next morning, we'd find ourselves back in bed. Right. As if she'd picked us up, of course. We fell asleep yeah. listening. Yeah. Anyway, um, the story is when I was about, I want to say I was 13, maybe 14, because I do know I did not have a driver's license. That's the key part of the storyline. Mm-hmm. When I was probably 13 or 14 years old, my father and mother had already moved us to Florida. And so I was coming back in the summers to spend time with my grandparents. But one summer I got sent back by myself because my, fa- my grandfather had to work at the ferry mm-hmm. and my grandmother had double cataract surgery. And so I'm – I'll say I'm 14 for the sake of our story. I'm 14 years old and I'm taking care of her. I'm you know, cleaning her eyes out and I'm reading her the newspaper every day and we're bonding, right. literally bonding. Right. And she turns to me one day and says, can you keep a secret? And I, of course, said, of course I can keep a secret. She goes, no, I mean a secret that you'll never tell anyone. And I said, yes, for you, I I can do this. And she says, okay, great. Tonight I need you to meet me at 10 o'clock after Grandpa goes to bed, at 9 o'clock after Grandpa goes to bed. Okay. So at 9 o'clock I'm ready to go. Grandpa's gone to bed at 8 o'clock, and it's 9 o'clock, and I'm standing in the living room waiting. And she says, I need you to drive me somewhere. Drop me off and never speak of it again.
0: And you're only f- I'm, 15, I'm, I'm 14, 14. 14 years old. <laughs> yeah.
1: And, of course, I say, yes, ma'am. It's what you do in the South. Yes, right. ma'am. So I do, and I drive her to what is a honky-tonk bar. I know it. She knows it. It's There's lots of cars. It's all but a shack in the middle of the country. A
0: backwater shack. Backwater
1: the shack. Totally backwater shack. <laughs> and I drop her off. And she says, now go home. And I said, yes, ma'am. And so I drove about a mile. And, and you know me, I drove, <laughs> drove a mile back. And I parked in the far side of the parking lot, and yeah. I walked in the back door. And there was a, a gentleman there working in the back. I assume it was like the kitchen. And he says to me, who are you? And I said, I'm, I'm, I'm just looking. And he goes, You must be Miss Eleanor, because that's what they call her. Her name is Eleanor, but he'd call her Eleanor. Oh, you must be Miss Eleanor's daughter or granddaughter. And I said, yes, I am Miss Eleanor's granddaughter. And he says, have you ever seen her play? And I said, "Um, no, sir, I have not. And he walks me through the back section. And I am watching my grandmother like I've never seen her. I've heard these songs, but I've never seen her play. And I watch for not long, two songs, and I leave, and I never speak of it again.
0: Wow. But she was phenomenal.
1: Oh. And so, um, yes, she's more than phenomenal. Yeah. And I'm going to jump ahead slightly because yeah. when I got her diaries again, to this day, I'm still tempted to find out if that's in the diaries. Right. But I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Is that not weird?
0: Well, I was thinking about it before when you said it. It's not that it's – it's it's not weird. I totally understand it. I totally understand, like, like there's, there are secrets that you sort of infer the truth from eventually, but you don't really want to confirm it somehow.
1: Exactly. I have
0: – I have things like that, you know, in my own familial life, I think. yeah, I, I, I think everyone does. Yeah.
1: And let's not kid ourselves. Screenplays are a little, I, I, I want to believe, 75% truth, 25% to make the storyline a little more effective, I mean, yeah. you know, so to say.
0: <laughs> that might even be.
1: That's about right. right? What's going on here? <laughs> yeah. But um, what you need to know is the one song right. that she played is After You've Gone. Right. And what's really fascinating to me, it's one of my it's it's one of my most favorite songs that I listen to today. And yeah. actually, the version I really like, the Bessie
0: Smith, is, or you like the Harry Connick, I
1: like the Harry Connick Junior right, version, right, right. exactly. I really, there's a Bessie really Bessie Smith version that's very, very, very yeah. good. And there's a woman, um, Jimin, um, she's just uh, she's a pianist, and right. she's just it's unbelievable. Right. But um, she played that in this bar. It was the she second did. song she played, and I'm not. It still moves me to think about. I can see it my head. I can see her. I can see her right now. Yeah. And what she had mem- on her glasses. What a memory!
0: You know, I mean, oh. like what a, what a fantastic memory to have, but also, yeah. you know, guarded in so much secrecy and and but.
1: but at the same th-
0: time, she, in a weird way, she let you into that in her own way. In her
1: in her own way, and, she did. You know. But of course, the biggest questions were: Did her husband ever know? Yeah. I I, I mean. Did he ever really hear her play? Yes. I mean, I don't want to exaggerate the truth that he never heard her play, but not often. And and to add, you know, to add some insult to industry, I go back on her very Christian roots. Mm -hmm. They were Church of Christ members. They have no music in church. You can't play the piano in a Church of Christ church. And so she literally had this forbidden talent. Everyone we, knew about that.
0: We took liberties with. We did. We, well, we had to. We, we took yeah. liberties with that one exactly. Because yeah. there is some,
1: there's some in yes, this. Yes, but that, but yeah. not her own church. Right. Someone else's church. Right. Right. That right. Did, that's true. That's true. That is true. That, that which is true. Is yeah. true very yeah. okay. true. Uh, work on her part. Right. So that's kind of the storyline, and yeah. um, it was also important to me to get the end of the the piece closer to mm-hmm. what I the, the love story. Because the reality, I want to go back to that. I've yeah. never, I had such, the, I had a privilege. I had the privilege of watching a love story mm-hmm. unfold every single day. Right. With my grandfather and my grandmother. Yeah. There was respect. Yeah. There was kindness. There was appreciation of gifts and talents. Even under disagreements. Mm-hmm. There was honesty,
0: and all of that obviously frames the way you approach relationships of your own. Oh, for sure. I mean, right. So you know, marriage certainly comes with its oh pitfalls and ups and downs. But, sure. But uh, uh, having that kind of role model, you know, those kind of role models, yeah. and it's funny because it's I I, I seem I think I think that we think that. Familial dysfunction is like, is like a, a product of our own time. But it, it, it oh. goes way quick. It's, there's never a generation without it, you know? No, I, I, you,
1: marriage is, is built on the lack of perfection. Right. It must be. I mean, right. if you're expecting perfection, then, you know, yeah. you might as well hang it up. Yeah, yeah. But um, the end of – there is a scene, so not a huge surprise. There comes a day my grandfather did die of cancer. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you go throughout the whole – the script, if you will mm-hmm. – There is a very real scene that we've taken a few liberties Mm -hmm. to describe. But um, when he's in the nursing home and my grandmother goes there every day. Right. And she did every single day. Sure. There's a scene actually, (laughs) and it's based on a true moment where my brother and I are there and my brother and I actually wheel in a piano into his room.
0: Yeah. And it's funny because I remember also you telling me that very – very late as I was completing the script, and <laughs> <Then> I went. <laughs> I went Wait, what? Wait, why did <laughs> we put where, that in there? Where did that come from? Exactly. Hold it a second. You held, it, that, lady. I, you held that back on I me. Mean, now I have to go back and, go and back fit and it in. in. But yeah.
1: the, the the real storyline of that is that when she, when we finally got the piano closer to her. Mm-hmm. She became the nursing home's entertainment. Like right. People would gather. Right, They would just gather to listen to her. And she went every day.
0: It's fantastic. It was. I, that's
1: fantastic. I think it was a gift that so she just
0: gave them. What, what did you feel like when um, – how did it feel when you first read this? I mean when you first – when this oh. – when the pages came to you complete, 118 17. 18 pages. Right? And, and you, know, you, you know, you're reading a part of your own history. I mean that's got to be an odd experience. No, no. I mean, was it? It was vivid. Was it? Yeah. I remember. I remember you said that. Oh, okay, God, I'll let you answer that. I mean, you look little here about that. <laughs> no, I, I I
1: can't remember all the yeah. things they said.
0: I remember your dad. I remember you showed it to your dad, and I think that was a, kind of like a defining moment, if I'm not mistaken, right?
1: He did. I um I read it first, yeah. but to answer the question about my dad, I let my dad read it. Yeah. And he said, "She would have loved this." That's. She would have loved this.
0: That's amazing. Yeah, I remember he said something because I've I've been carrying it with me. I... It's as one of the great, uh, you know, when you're when you're doing this kind of thing on spec for a living, you know, or trying to make a living out of it, or, or mm-hmm. it's it's a side hustle or whatever it is, yeah. you know, you're putting words on paper, you know, you're 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 looking for something
1: connection a
0: connection of some kind, but. You don't need a whole lot of high praise. You don't need you you just you're doing it because you really want to tell a story. I mean, at the end of the day, that's it's insanity. Otherwise, it's insanity to sit down in front of this that. I think it's the most insane form of writing there is because, (laughs) you know, it's just a blueprint and you know that there are going to be other people who love it, but want to make it better. And that's just the nature of the game. That's fine. You know, to a degree, that's how it goes. Um, you also know that people aren't going to read it for whatever reason. They'll, they'll immediately say out of hand, oh, it's a period piece. I'm not going to read it. So you're looking for some kind of – I want to call it like a touchstone. You're looking for something, somebody to say something that really strikes a chord with you. Mm-hmm. And I remember your fa- you told me that your father said, how did he know how she, how she spoke? That's right. Which to me was like – That's right. That was, that was like a bit of magic for me that I needed you know that that was the only thing. You couldn't have said anything better. And to this day, it's one of the best compliments I think I've uh. ever received. As a human being, as a writer, whatever <laughs> that that mm. somebody's offspring would sort of say this This guy's got nothing.
1: He you'd never met yeah. never met
0: any of it. Like how how mm. does that happen? And how does that happen? And is that so, yeah. sort of like some kind of weird? divine inspiration that that yeah. gets that voice right you know and you know, it's a million to one that i that i could have gotten it right but i but apparently i did and you that did. made yeah. that was the best thing i could have ever heard you know what i mean that was the greatest ego boost yeah. you know it just made me feel great you know that that's how that that's how he responded you know that was one of the first things that he thought of you know
1: Alright, so i'm going to be optimistic right it yeah. was just meant to be yeah. that was the point <laughs> it was meant to yeah. be the story was meant to be told and i mean i wish more people knew <laughs> them the people that did know them, oh, yeah. The people that did know them loved them,
0: right? right. And everyone knew why. Well, it'd be wonderful to For hear sure. people, you know, hear how people react to this.
1: I know it really would. I have to
0: tell you, you know, we we did the table read, and we, we're gonna we're gonna segue into that shortly. But uh, uh, I brought together uh, eight uh, eight people from the Princeton area. Uh, three were sort of my own. The other five were our students here at Princeton. Um, totally disparate backgrounds, uh, you know, very, um, just different kinds of voice, different kinds of tonality. I literally vetted them the week before and we're coming into finals. And Chris, I'm just sort of setting all this up that, you know, and this idea is totally out there. I don't know that this is going to work, you know, and, and that's some of the, for me, that's some of the best Process in my life is when I don't know if sure. I have no idea where it's going to go, you know, and it's the discovery of things, you know. <clears throat> and I have to tell you, we sat in the same studio and we recorded this, and th- these young people—they just got this thing, oh, nice. you know—and they just—I I'm, don't I'm oversell it before anybody hears it, but <laughs> but uh, it was it was as moving as the story is, you know, the fact that, that they came together and they sat here and they took it so seriously Mm -hmm. and they're not actors. I think a lot of them are writing, you know, most of them are writing majors. They've done some performance here and there, but not a whole lot. Mm -hmm. And they sat down and they just got this thing, you know, in, in like one shot, you know, we did the table read right through and it wasn't supposed to be very refined. Right. That wasn't what we were looking for. It's it's a very unpolished kind of thing. I think as real table reads are, and uh, I was just blown away by them and their uh, uh, the way they dialed into this.
1: So you know that I haven't heard it yet. I know. And um.
0: <laughs> and you know what? I haven't either.
1: I'm excited <laughs> to hear.
0: I haven't listened to them
1: come to life again for me. Yeah. And I really want to hear Eleanor. Yeah, Eleanor. <laughs> yeah, Eleanor. Um,
0: I haven't listened to it either yet because I have to tell you, in in this room, in that moment, it was, it was, it was so special. It's like okay. I, I I haven't made the room in myself yet to to recreate it.
1: So you haven't read the diary yet either. No, <laughs> but I'm going <laughs> Just to pointing it out. Thank <laughs> like you. And, I'm going
0: to. Yeah. So what's
1: fascinating is uh, <clears throat> the story is so much about my grandmother. Mm-hmm. But what I don't talk a whole lot about is my grandfather's nickname was Joy. Was it? Yes, I'm uh, named after my grandfather. That's not his given name by any stretch.
0: Oh, you're kidding? No, I had no his idea. nickname was Joy. Little secrets.
1: Little secrets, exactly. Because <laughs> I really do believe the subtlety of the story is much more about him, right? About how he really loved his wife, yeah, and let her become the person she needed to become,
0: right? Right. Yeah. And for, from such an amazing start too. You know, he sure. Because he was he was later in life too.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah so yeah he, yeah. He met
0: her mm-hmm. he was, later. He was, he was a bit 30s. older than yeah. her, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's incredible.
1: And did not have children till till later, obviously. But yeah. Yeah.
0: It's an incredible story. I mean, it really is.
1: It is. But I thank you so much for letting me tell it and you well, interpreting it pleased, into greatness. It, all
0: all gratitude goes to you for for bringing me. Uh, you know, for bringing me into this, and and you know, what did you what did you think about the process?
1: Oh, I love the process. Yeah. Uh, I greatly enjoyed telling the story, as mm-hmm. as I mentioned before. We met almost like every week for right. about an hour, mm-hmm. and we would just further the the storyline down the road.
0: It's kind of cathartic, right? Oh, mm-hmm. very much so. Very cathartic. I have always always found that with people that when they're you know, in the midst of something like that, like they're getting – they're they're gassing off something of their own too when they're sure. telling a story or a part of telling a story. And it, it can be really uh, – yeah, it can be really uh, foundationally moving I think, you know.
1: I'd love to meet more people. Certainly you and I have a mm. lot in common. We've spent so much time together Absolutely, now. But yeah. I remember when I first called you. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just burning a hole in my head. Yeah. I needed to get it out
0: mm-hmm.
1: as mm-hmm. did I the other stories that you and I have now written together. <laughs> right. But I mean, I have them in my head that they're just it's like a bubble mm-hmm. waiting for someone to pull the tag off. I'm like, yeah. okay, now go, now go. So I'd love to meet other people and find out if that's how it feels for them as well.
0: Sure, yeah, going back to what we were talking about about uh, ghostwriting and collaborating, yes. I mean i I enjoy this process so much mm-hmm. working with people and and helping them realize these things because yes. I mean, I get so much out of it. Oh, I get you know. Sure. Somebody brings you a story and, and trusts you with it. And exactly. it's just, it's such a, it's a huge thing. I mean, it's just, it's huge to me. It means it everything in the world to me. It does.
1: And when I read, you know, the, the scripts, mm. as I've done for you, these, yeah. and reading other people's stories, right. you need to know, I mean, I see it as a movie in my head. I see, and so I know you laugh at me when I give you edits back, because I mean, I see the scene. Yeah. Like, there was, there was one scene in one of the scripts that it was outside and... Uh, there was a, a table at a restaurant. I'm like, no, 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 you're missing, you're missing these two pieces over here, right? Because the audience needs to see these two pieces over here because yeah. it's relevant. Yeah, you know.
0: Yeah, they're always, they're always, they're always spot on. I'll say that. <laughs> but and thankfully, it's never a page one rewrite. No, right? it's
1: so, never a page one rewrite. Know. Never. But um, no, but this was a ridiculously fun educational experience.
0: And you're looking forward to the table read.
1: Oh my gosh, I can hardly wait till the table read. When you're ready, I'm, I'm already ready. <laughs> yeah. I'm just excited about pushing play.